This is Reset, and I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Look around Chicago and you'll see buildings designed by architectural legends. Mies van der Rohe, Frank Lloyd Wright, Helmut Jahn. Now his building, the Thompson Center, is a postmodern icon. You've probably seen it if you've walked near City Hall or one of the many wonderful theaters near Clark and Lake. Now, after years of an uncertain future, including being on the state's endangered buildings list three times, it is set to undergo a kind of metamorphosis at the hands of Google, its new owner. Renovations are set to start in February. So could this breathe new life into its dusty glass framework or will it be changed completely? Joining us to discuss is Jonathan Solomon. He's a partner in the Chicago firm Preservation Future and an associate professor at the School of the Art Institute. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Also here in studio with us is A.J. Latrace, an architecture journalist for Chicago Magazine. Welcome, A.J. Hello. Thanks for having me. So, Jonathan, you were actually one of the key people working in recent years to make sure the Thompson Center wasn't torn down. We've actually talked to you before on this very program. So tell us again, why did you want to preserve it? Um, the, uh, the Thompson Center is a unique building. Um, and at the time that we began our effort, and in fact, AJ, our, our here in the studio with us today, was a part of that effort as well, and a co-author with, with me and Elizabeth Blashes of the National Register nomination for the, for the building. Uh, at the time that we began our efforts, it was a publicly owned building. Uh, and it was really one of Chicago's grandest uh, uh, public interiors. Uh, it was also, it, it wasn't just visually exciting, uh, but it was uh, important functionally. It provided... Uh, uh, a, a place where the government and the people would, could 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 see one another and interact, mm -hmm. uh, and Lots it was of glass. a lot of <laughs> a lot of glass, uh, and one of the loop's few spaces for public protest. Um, so there was a lot going for it: its architectural history and its aesthetics, and also its cultural history. Yeah, you've written AJ that uh, the Thompson Center has been an architectural punching bag. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Sure. Yeah, you know it's a very polarizing building, right? Um, I can speak maybe for all of us here. I was going to say I can just speak for myself, but um, some people love it, some people hate it, and people want to let you know how they feel about it. And um, for years, especially as a reporter, you see coverage on the Thompson Center and you see the same tropes over and over again. It's inefficient, it leaks, uh, HVAC system doesn't work, it's just government waste. And um, so a lot of people viewed the building as this uh, personification of government waste and mm. definitely felt passionate about that. Yet despite all of that, it is so important to Chicago's history. Absolutely. Why? Yeah, I mean, you know, Jonathan mentioned this briefly, but we're so proud of our architectural heritage in Chicago, right? People come here all over the world to see our buildings and our skyline and I used to always joke that it was like our version of having the mountains, right? You know, like people don't come here to go skiing. They come here to see the buildings and, right. and see the architecture. And so the Thompson Center, um, despite the controversies um, with it being a government building or um, the materials itself, it was a very important chapter in that postmodernist history and legacy in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so and especially downtown in the loop, you have, um, you, you have, you know, great examples from like every era of modern architecture and, and beyond. And so the Thompson Center was one of those that, that fit, fit in there for, for right postmodernism. Well, Jonathan, we know that finding a buyer for this building, that's 
been a bumpy road. So take us to where we are now, how it came to be in Google's hands. Uh, well, how how much time do we have? How, how far back should <laughs> Give I Give me the condensed version. Right. I think it's it's worth noting that the Thompson Center was built in 1985. It was built by a um, by Jim Thompson, a Republican governor of the state of Illinois, as the headquarters for Illinois government in the city of Chicago. Um, and it's worth reminding people of that because very quickly we we left a period in, in American politics where that kind of project might be undertaken, and not modestly, right? Undertaken in bright, reflective, red, white, and blue shiny mirrored surfaces uh, and 16 stories across the street from City Hall to a point where government really didn't want to be in the in the building owning business. And um, after years of neglecting the building, uh, uh, postponing repairs and um, uh, failing even to clean the building, the uh, state of Illinois, several uh, governors uh, had a goal to sell it and Pritzker did. Um, to Prime Group, uh, a, a developer who then quickly uh, entered an agreement with Google mm -hmm. uh, to buy the building after they refit it. Uh, there was a, a, a period of time over which the, the building had to be kind of decanted. So government workers have moved out to um, rented other rented facilities in the loop. Mm -hmm. And there are still some retail clients. I think Walgreens is still there. Um, but I understand the building lobby is now closed to the public, and and uh, we're awaiting um, what comes next. What comes next? Yep. Overall, though, do you see this as a positive move for maintaining the structure? Overall, absolutely. I think you, we cannot understate, we can't miss the fact that that this was going to be a hole in the ground, and uh, now it won't be, and that's a win for. Uh, it's a, a win for the climate. It's a win for uh, uh, the economy. It's a win for the city's history. Um, but I think it's also important to note that, that the building won't look or operate the way it does now. So we've won because we didn't send a lot of steel to a landfill and we, we're not going to have to walk by a, a hole in the ground. But we've lost because we're losing a public space that the public used to have uh, a, an access to and a right to mm -hmm. uh, and an ownership of. And we're losing we're losing a really exceptional architectural space that we won't get back, and and that I I predict very soon we will we will do a, a citywide face palm for having let go. Really, if you look at the buildings that we really adore as Chicagoans today, um, almost <coughs> universally, the cultural center, the Chicago Cultural Center, was was going to be torn down and turned into a parking lot. People said it was inefficient, uh, that that it was wasteful, uh, that it was uh, expensive to heat and cool, and um, uh, efforts of preservationists and politicians saved it. And I think that the, um, you can imagine that we would still value having the cultural center, but if we'd torn out all that that tile and all that stained glass, it wouldn't be what it is today. Mm. It would, wouldn't be able to be what it is today. Um, yeah. And, AJ, you interviewed its architect, Helmut Jan, back in 2018. Mm -hmm. What do you remember from that conversation about him talking about his hopes for the sure. future of this of this building? Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've uh, spoke with Helmut a few a few different times in different capacities, and um, he felt very strongly about seeing the building saved and preserved. And in 2018, he had connected with Landmarks Illinois to come up with this sort of concept of saving the building and adding a skyscraper addition to it. So um, more or less the, the building remains, but it's definitely a departure from, from where, it, where it is and mm -hmm. where it was. 
And that was important at the time because not only did were governors, a series of governors interested in selling the building and getting rid of it, but the city, the, the downtown itself, <clears throat> was going through a pretty significant building boom at that time. So 2018 was kind of the peak of that skyscraper boom in this mm -hmm. last development cycle. And that was probably the time when it was most vulnerable. And so Helmut, you know, he knew that his legacy was very dependent on what happened to the Thompson Center. He knew that a lot of people didn't like it. Um, he was aware that uh, that there was valid or, or maybe uh, overwrought criticism of it. Um, but he he worked with preservationists. Um, you know, he talked to reporters. I think he was pretty open about um, his desire to see the building saved. And I think, you know, from that, um, we'll never know what he really feels now with where it is, but it does seem like um, it, it does seem like he would be happy to the extent of seeing yeah. that, that the building was saved. Yeah, let's talk about where it is right now. Google received a permit to start demolitions late last year. Uh, this is primarily for demolition of non-structural interior and exterior elements. Mm -hmm. That is now set to start in February, so next month. What do we know about what it includes exactly, AJ? We don't really know much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know that Google's not talking to reporters right now. Oh, um, so you've tried to ask this very question. Yeah. So yeah, we've both the the public has been graced with two new renderings of the exterior of the building, and if you look really closely, you can try to look through the windows and, and see what. That's pretty much all we have to work yeah. off of is the renderings, and so yeah, I think you know some people are 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 gleaning this or that, but. I mean, so what are you taking away from the renderings? I mean, I guess my take was that it looks like it looks like the Thompson Center, right? Like it's the same kind of form. The uh, the glass curtain wall had the same shape. The dome was still there. Um, it looks like you know the elevator bank will remain where it is. Perhaps the open floor plans as they exist could remain, mm -hmm. but otherwise, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Your takeaways from the renderings, Jonathan? Uh, so I, I think you can say that it looks like the, the Thompson Center in shape um, from from the exterior. Uh, in addition to the renderings, we also have quotes from the building's architects. From from Jan's office uh, was quoted in a, in a documentary called Starship Chicago last year, uh, saying that the interior would look would look very different, mm. and and saying that they would be they would be removing they would be, be uh, essentially busting it down to the to the studs to the to the structural steel yeah and I think um, again it's hard as an architectural uh, critic which all members of the Chicago public by right get to be uh, to say what we think of a building that we can't yet see and so I I've, I'm prepared to like the results if they are good um, unfortunately I haven't I, we, we haven't heard uh, the things that we would like to about maintaining and restoring some mm -hmm. of the historic features of the building that, that that we feel could be and should be safe. Yeah, we know one of the issues yeah. with its previous space was that um, although it, its glass structure gives way to great light during the day, right, it became difficult to manage the temperature. Oh, yeah. Any talks yet of how Google plans to address that, AJ? Well, that is one thing that I remember speaking with Helmut about and others that that technology has come so far since 1985. Mm -hmm. And then I know that Google has um, plans to 
seek lead platinum uh, designation, which is like the highest form of um, I, uh, the USGBC uh, status for sustainability. Um, but yeah, I mean the the new <clears throat> the new glass curtain wall. I'm sure all the the new materials will finally address some of its you know legacy issues. Um, I know that Helmet had mentioned that even at the time of construction, there were some, um, I guess you'd say like value engineering or mm-hmm. um, yeah. some some corners that were cut. Um, but you know, just one more note related to to the Google uh, the renderings and the and sort of what what we're looking at is um, the sort of the elephant in the room is that there's no there's no color, there's no red or or blue or you know oh, it's, really? it looks like it'll just uh, the sort of the the postmodern aesthetic of the Thompson Center, the structure itself, the footprint of the building, the form looks like it'll be there, but the sort of postmodern spirit and yeah. aesthetic will be stripped out. So it'll still have like that open air space and the openness to the public and the, the glass. The glass and the atrium should remain. And uh, uh, while we don't know, we hope that Google will keep that space open to the public. It will probably, if it is, it will probably be open on Google's rules. And so there's a difference between the the old food court in the basement of the Thompson Center where you could go and get free Wi-Fi and use a clean bathroom and get an inexpensive lunch and sit there for an hour or two and and, and work um, or warm up in the winter and not be hassled and a, a, a privately owned corporate lobby that is that the, that the public may walk through if they have the business to do so. Um, so there's, there's certainly something operationally lost there, I would say, for the public that's part of the sale. No, right. no private owner was ever going to make that a, public, a truly public space. But I, yeah, I think AJ's point is, is, um, is just right. And um, the, there won't be color, there won't no be pattern. And, and I think that the, you know, that, that was, the color, the aesthetics of the building were never the operational problems. So the, the difficulty with heating and cooling, the difficulty with um, the smell of the food court, these are all problems that can be solved if the state had not deferred maintenance for 30 years, mm. right? A, a proper air handling system would deal with that smell. It would deal with the, the heating and cooling issues and can. But we had a building that was in lots of interesting and complex ways, referencing American culture and democracy and its design, and we're losing it, and we're losing it unnecessarily, I'd argue, right? Yeah. In other words, the the need to update the building to meet its new use is clear and, and, and is something that we can be grateful for. But there is no need to lose its aesthetics. That's a choice, and and that's one that I think the public needs to... to I, I think the time is out. I don't think we, that this conversation is going to have much impact on the outcome. But I think that um, buildings built in the 70s, 80s, and 90s are gradually becoming historic. And we need to be prepared to argue for their value and significance in the future. We'll leave us with this, AJ. What's the, what's the price tag here? How much is this expected to cost? Um, and, and when is the plan expected to wrap up? Sure. Well, Google's planning on moving in by 2026. I've seen different numbers floated around. Um, years ago, uh, Governor Bruce Rauner thought that the state would get 200 million for the building, potentially more if there was a big, you know, if they zone it for a huge skyscraper. Um, <clears throat> sold for about 100 million. Interestingly enough, um, there was a story in Cranes recently about how the assessor recently um, 
assess the building at double what it sold for, <laughs> which is, um, you know, hey, us, us small homeowners in the neighborhoods, uh, you know, we can all relate there too. Yes. Um, but it'll be a hugely expensive undertaking. I mean, we're talking, yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very big, uh, expensive job for sure. <laughs> A.J. Latrace is an architecture journalist for Chicago Magazine, and Jonathan Solomon is a partner in the Chicago firm Preservation Future, also an associate professor at the School of the Art Institute. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.